0: taking it to
2: a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Beyond Zero show. We're coming to you from the studios of 3CR Melbourne, syndicated around Australia on the community radio network and podcasted on the internet at bz.org.au and 3cr.org.au. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter at BZE Tech show. My name is Laura Perry. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Michael Steindl and Natalie Buckley. Welcome. Hello.
1: Hello, Laura. Welcome back, and hello, Nat, and hello, listeners.
2: Today, we'll be talking to Brent Clark, the CEO and founder of WattBlock, which specializes in cutting energy costs for strata by up to 80%. In New South Wales, 25% of households are apartments, so this quickly becomes obvious and important. Judged Innovation of the Year by Strata Communities Australia and Australia's best social change entrepreneur. Welcome, Brent, and thanks for joining us today.
0: Hello, great to be here.
2: Firstly, can you tell us about how What Block was started?
0: Okay, well, I became a chairperson of my own Strata building about six years ago, and uh, we actually had uh, a power blackout in this block of 40 apartments that lasted for three days. And uh, that was the thing that really woke me up to the opportunity around um, energy in residential strata buildings. So um, uh, I enlisted uh, our chief data officer, uh, Ross McIntyre, and we started working on the idea of whether you could use data analytics make it simpler to get an energy assessment out to these strata buildings across Australia.
1: So what do you mean by data analytics, Brent?
0: Well, if you if you think about the dimensions of um, a residential strata building, um, you've got some similarity across the building stock in Australia. So, you know, a typical uh, residential apartment block of, say, 40 units might have one lift it might be about six storeys high. Uh, it might have two levels of basement car park with uh, maybe fluorescent lights burning um, 24 hours a day. And uh, some of them have pools. Uh, they might have common hot water uh, boilers servicing the apartments, And uh, those hot water boilers might be, uh, you know, positioned out in the elements and uh, subject to, uh, you know, cold uh, temperatures, uh, during, uh, winter time. So you've got this, uh, I guess the energy footprint, uh, that sort of, uh, snakes through the common areas of, uh, your typical residential apartment block. And, uh, you know, of course they come in different sizes. You've got, uh, you know, residential townhouses. You've got, uh, high rise. But, uh, there are some similarities and uh, and so the idea was um, how good could you get at predicting how much energy could be saved from one of these apartment blocks uh, really quickly and also could you use the new opportunities with solar voltaics, uh, batteries and uh, installation of electric vehicle recharge stations um, into those residential apartment blocks.
2: So this virtual energy assessment, is this a piece of software that your team has developed or was it a model that you've brought on from uh, another company or...?
0: So we've developed it uh, in-house ourselves and, uh, you know, in order to do that, we've actually um, physically visited over 250 different uh, uh, apartment complexes, um, predominantly on the eastern seaboard of uh, Australia, um, and we've collected the uh, the energy bills from these apartment blocks. We've collected uh, metering data, uh, you know, from IoT meter reading devices or uh, from grid providers. And so we've, uh, we've got two years of uh, metering data for these buildings. And then we've also built up a database of different products, their costs, their payback times, uh, things like... Not just LED lighting and solar panels, but uh, things like electric heat pumps, which use uh, ambient air temperature to uh, heat water, uh, reducing gas and electricity costs of heating water. So that they're the sort of data inputs that we are uh, um, that we started pulling together, and uh, and you know, based upon those inputs, we can now predict. Um, uh, within about 10% accuracy, um, what the energy-saving potential and uh, the solar potential um, of that uh, residential apartment block
1: is. So, Brindy if I'm understanding correctly, you, you've um, closely assessed these 250 samples, you've built a model, yeah. and now, um, whereas a, a conventional energy audit, um, I assume, has to go in and, and put actual metres in there and so on, um, how hands off is your process, and what information do you still have to get from the apartment? Do, do you have to have someone, for example, go around and count the number of um, uh, downlights, and how much detailed information do you need to get from them to do this virtual modelling? Uh,
0: so the idea was to um, reduce it to the point that um, uh, you could get one person in the building that knows that's not a technical expert. To answer questions, so it's not we wanted to avoid sending anyone to count all the lights in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, building code in Australia um, gives us a guide as to, for example, how many fluorescent uh, lights there are going to be in a basement car park because
1: of the regulations of lighting period. Yeah, per, yep.
0: same with fire stairs lighting. Uh, so um, we've got a you know a simple um, two-page uh, questionnaire which can be filled out by. Uh, someone who's not a technical expert. And uh, then we we use the other inputs I mentioned, um, a common area energy bill, uh, two years of uh, metering data, um, which can be uh, sourced from the grid provider in a number of areas around Australia without having to put the metering devices on. And uh, then also the strata plan, which is the, the map of, you know, that gives you an idea as to uh, how many... Uh, you know, shower heads there are in the block, um, how many bathrooms, bedrooms, etc.
1: And you're able to break out the, um, the common area usage versus the tenants usage?
0: So uh, in the vast majority of residential strata blocks across Australia, there's a separate common area meter, which um, mm-hmm. is really the composite of things like lighting, the carbon monoxide ventilation fan in the basement car park, the lifts, uh, you know, the pool heating, etc. So, um, yeah, we're lucky from that perspective that uh, the metering in Australia separates uh, the common area or house services from the individual apartments. But uh, where the individual apartment metering data comes uh, in useful is... Looking at this thing um, called embedded networks, so you can actually take an apartment block and uh, replace all the existing meters with smart meters, which are in a network together, and all the uh, apartment residents and the common area can bulk buy their electricity with that smart meter network um, to give them maybe a cost saving of 30%.
2: So, have any of the uh, stratas that you uh, provided the modelling for taken on your recommendations, all of them, and uh, confirmed the suggested energy savings?
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, we've just completed um, maybe the 36th um, building upgrade. And, uh, you know, there's one in particular that um, I'll mention. Um, we just upgraded um, our three towers on Pitt Street. Uh, which were in one strata complex. And to give you an idea, um, any sort of upgrade path will be a multi-year journey for um, the strata committee, building manager and strata manager. But uh, this particular building started with uh, replacing 1,500 um, incandescent and fluorescent lights with LED lights. Um, they spent... Uh probably about two hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars on that project mm. to get a wow. hundred yeah, to get a hundred and thirteen thousand dollars worth of um savings off their common area energy bill. Per annum. Yeah. yeah. So uh you're looking at a drop in that building of um uh four four thousand and six megawatt hours down to uh three thousand four hundred and sixty seven megawatt hours. And a two year payback. You, yeah, two point <laughs> Two point yeah, uh, five year
3: payback yeah. So, w- what sort of barriers were there to implementing this, Brent? W- was there any resistance to making that big investment? Uh,
0: look, the the problem what you're working with in residential strata is really a tragedy of the commons. Um, uh, energy saving and also um, renewable energy is in the best long term interests of Everyone living in these apartment blocks—you know, the four hundred thousand apartment blocks across Australia—the the tragedy mm. is that uh, you've got committees that um, are responsible for these energy-consuming assets, these uh, strata buildings, and if they're not, uh, if they don't know what the um, potential is for saving and generating energy on their apartment block. They tend to get distracted by other things that might be cosmetic, like painting, uh, re-carpeting, uh, gardening, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of structural defects in strata buildings across Australia. But the magic of getting a low-cost energy assessment to these buildings is it helps the committee get onto the same page and... You know, quite often what we think was happening, it's always hard to know, you know, what's happening inside these uh, these committees that um, uh, manage the strata buildings. But um, what we think might have been happening in the past is uh, one person might have said, oh, we should do LED lighting, and then another person might have been the solar panel advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else, you know, might be might have thought, oh, look, uh, maybe we should look at the hot water. Now, being able to give them a roadmap that compares those different things, sets up the order in which they should do them, you know, for the optimal benefit for their building, really helps focus the strata committee. And that's how we just mobilised these uh, 36 strata schemes, which, uh, you know, range from um, high-rise on Pitt Street in Sydney to, say, like Sanctuary Cove, a townhouse development on the Gold Coast.
2: Just going back to the optimal benefit. Um, once you've uh, you know changed up the the lighting and the water heaters, and so forth, and then you put the solar on the roof. Do you mm. come across any challenges mm. with the capacity of solar that you can put on the roof versus the amount of tenants in the building? Just with the the design of a strata building, there's not a lot of roof space.
0: Yes. Look, um, that's definitely been there's been a couple of barriers to solar on. Strata. So, one is the lack of available roof space. A second, a second barrier has been: if you look at the load of the uh, common areas of a strata building, uh, when solar generation is at its peak, everyone has generally left a residential strata building, and the lifts aren't going up and down as much in the middle of the day as at night time. So the the common area load for a strider building. People are arriving home um, after work. They're using the lifts. They're plugging in their electric vehicle to recharge it. And this was all happening, you know, after your your key generation period during yeah. the middle of the day.
1: In short, you've got the wrong shaped duck.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's where the battery um, will be. Another brilliant innovation to actually help make. Solar more viable on the apartment blocks across Australia, mm-hmm. and you know to sort of uh, look at it, the craning costs for solar start to get high after about five stories, and quite often don't make it uh, tenable. But definitely on the sol- on the uh, strata blocks around Australia that are under five stories, we think there's probably a billion dollar solar um, opportunity there. And uh, particularly with the batteries coming in, that so moment, is that
3: billion dollars in terms of savings or uh, in, uh, installation? Installation, what, installation what, yeah. What's that in yeah. kilowatts?
0: Um, well, to give to give you an idea, um, the residential apartment blocks are consuming about ten percent of the national grid, which in dollar terms is about three point six billion dollars per annum, and we we think that there's basically 50% saving possible. We're, we're targeting a $1.8 billion saving across those 400,000 apartment blocks in Australia. And as you mentioned, some areas of Australia, the density is now 25% of um, the population living in strata. So the, the solar opportunity in terms of deployment... Uh, you know, we're looking at about $1,000 a kilowatt installed and we we conservatively think there's a billion dollar um, market for solar installations on residential strata.
1: If you missed the start of the show, you're listening to the Beyond Zero Emissions Climate Solutions Show and we're talking to Brent Clark, the CEO and founder of WattBlock. WattBlock's a company which identifies energy savings in strata buildings. Brent, um, coming back to your company and, as a, a startup of three years old, um, looking at your website, you seem to be massive for a startup. I, I counted about 25 uh, professionals there, uh, plus a, a, a review board of nine. What's yeah. your business model? How do you fund that? Are, are all of those people working for you all the time?
0: So, look, we have to thank uh, the University of New South Wales and, in particular, the Michael Crouch Innovation Centre. Down here where we're located. So, um, over the past three years, we've actually had uh, 57 students, predominantly from uh, the solar and photovoltaic school, uh, come and work with us. And when you're a startup business, being able to tap that talent pool, and and that's the way we've been able to um uh, you know build a database of uh, over a thousand. Uh, strata buildings, which we've actually, you know, done aerial examinations of during this period of time. So the we were also um, backed um, early on by Telstra's Muridi Accelerator. And then we went out and, um, you know, we did a million-dollar capital raise for some seed funding to be able to um, kick-start the business.
1: Thank you. Um, so what are the steps for someone to actually... Um, undertake a, a strata company process?
0: So, yes. Yeah, so the best place for them to go is whatblock.com and we've got a registration form up there that they can um, download and and send back to us and that's the way to get the process started or the ball rolling.
2: Can a tenant come to whatblock and begin the process?
0: Uh, we're, we're typically working with owners at this point in time but where the tenants have come to what block is in the area of electric vehicle recharging so another another project we've uh, just run is basically an online survey across hundred and ten different residential uh, strata buildings, looking at how tenants owners and owner investors look at the opportunity of electric vehicles and the recharging stations being installed in the residential strata buildings. So in that particular study, any tenant in any uh, residential strata can nominate their building and include them in this uh, national EV survey. So we've, um, we've got buildings participating from Sunshine Coast, uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sydney and Melbourne, and we've just been in um, discussion with western australia and i was down in adelaide uh, last week for the elon musk mm. uh, battery launch
2: so so the demographic of this electric vehicle survey uh, recharge survey is an opt-in situation the the tenants basically opt in to the survey that's
0: right okay. so they they can nominate their building and um and then we we use that interest to um to extend the offer to all residents in the building to participate and in some buildings we've had over half the residents fill out the survey around their intentions on electric vehicles and recharging in the apartment block.
3: And and what have you found Uh, through that survey Brent?
0: It's been very interesting. So to give you a little bit of uh, an insight, electric vehicles are coming to strata buildings in Australia much faster than we previously thought. So... We're at a point where 78% of all respondents to the survey, and I think we've had 860 people respond to the survey who live in apartment blocks, are in favour of charging facilities being put in their strata block right now. And we're looking at over half of the respondents planning to buy an electric vehicle within the next 10 years.
3: Wow. So how, how do strata buildings deal with that? Assuming that the main benefit is if you're powering these vehicles by renewable energy, um, if they don't have sufficient solar you know, surface area, well, how, how are these charging stations powered?
0: Well, look, this is the tragedy um, in the near term. If you're in a strata building and if your electric vehicles are, as in most cases, going to be charging off the common area metre, with some sort of uh, user-pays reimbursement by the electric vehicle owner, if that is grid input, uh, then the electric vehicles are actually worsening the carbon footprint of that strata building from day one. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's why um, we're doing these reports for residential strata buildings that uh, combine the electric vehicles, the solar and the battery. And we're also looking at for high-rise residential stratas, which will never be good for uh, solar, we're looking at the option of them actually buying solar panels that aren't on the roof of their own building Hmm. at another location.
3: Okay. And how about green power? Does that come into the discussion at all?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, obviously someone who goes and gets 100% certified green power uh, retailer and switches their common area meter in the residential strata building to that Green Power. Then, the electric vehicles are going to be uh, charged up with, you know, hydroelectricity or another, a wind or a, um, a solar, uh, you know, power source. Yeah, so
3: I guess you can justify the extra cost if you've already made these efficiency savings in other areas.
0: Yeah, correct. And I think we we really are trying to promote. Um, lowering the entire, uh, carbon footprint of the building. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there are multiple ways to go about that. And, uh, obviously the green power is simpler than a solar panel install. But, uh, you know, the best result is green power from the grid imported into the, uh, the common area meter and your own local generation. Plus, if you've got sufficient roof space, batteries to store your local generation for, uh, you know, repowering the building through the night and recharging those electric vehicles when people get home.
1: Brent, um, we've got about three minutes left. Um, I want to leave you a couple of minutes to talk about the Elon Musk um, event because you were pretty excited by that. But just before that, can you briefly tell us about the survey you did for the city of Sydney?
0: Yes. So this... That was the start of the electric vehicle um, recharge survey. So the difference being we actually did 20 deep dives on uh, strata buildings in the city of Sydney where we actually estimated uh, after doing the survey, we looked at the rate at which each individual building would adopt electric vehicles and what they needed to do in terms of energy efficiency and uh, renewable over, say, a 10-year period to cater for the electric vehicles. So I mentioned earlier, you know, the building where we we replaced 1,500 LED lights, that translates to that building being able to increase the number of electric vehicles they could simultaneously recharge from 35 up to 48 vehicles.
2: You made a a point in um, the executive summary uh, that electricity savings of $338 per annum per apartment um, was possible. What's the breakdown of that? Is it through the LED lighting? It, or? it
1: sounds extraordinarily high to me.
0: Uh, that's, across the ele- that's across the electricity bill paid inside the individual apartment and the reduction in the strata levy because a lot of the electricity cost that people are paying in strata is actually hidden inside the strata levies and they don't mm. think of it as, as electricity costs.
1: Okay, in the last minute, Elon Musk?
0: Yes, look, a fantastic um, event. He was down here to um, launch the 130-megawatt-hour battery. A key point he made was uh, during the presentation was Australia only needs 1,280 kilometres of solar panels, square kilometres of solar panels, to power the entire country, and that's equivalent to one-tenth the size of Sydney. So... That is the big picture thinking that um, I think Australia needs, not just in the residential strata sector, but you know across residential and uh, the commercial and industrial sector.
2: That's extremely promising. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brent.
0: Thank you. It's been great to be here.
2: We've been speaking to Brent Clark, CEO of WattBlock, which provides a service reducing the amount of energy consumed by strata buildings. If you'd like to find out anything more about WattBlock, please visit the website, wattblock.com. The Beyond Zero show is brought to you by Climate Change Solutions Think Tank, Beyond Zero Emissions, and is recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne and syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network. And if you'd like to listen to this show and any of our others... Uh, we've done, then you can go to bze.org.au and click on podcasts. If you enjoyed the program and would like to donate, go to the BZE website and click the donate button. Thanks for listening and we hope we catch you next time.
3: Beyond Zero Emissions is an internationally recognised climate solutions think tank that is focused on solutions, not problems. Become part of the solution by becoming a monthly base load supporter. Go to www.bze.org.au to find out more. bze.org.au You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.